life change stories are the reason why we do celebrate recovery to impact lives, to see people that are separated from God and the healthy relationships in their life, or maybe any relationships in their life, especially the church as a whole, to help them to know that hope and change is possible and point them to Jesus and watch him do literally some miracles. Today, we're going to have an interview with one of those miracles. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, courage, hope, and leadership wisdom, all centered around the Beatitudes of Matthew chapter 5 and the Celebrate Recovery principles where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, even the hangups, the, the lies that we may believe about ourselves, God, and others, and even our circumstances, and ultimately those habits, those nasty habits that take us away. You could say the defenses or protections the numbing agents that ultimately lead to disconnection with the healthy relationships in our life. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the global field director with Celebrate Recovery and welcome back. I just always, when I have the opportunity, I want to say thanks for sharing this and giving us a high rating. If you like what you're hearing, if you don't, uh, don't don't do anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> but in all seriousness, thank you uh, for how you're helping us get the word out. We're seeing that um, grow, and uh, we ultimately want more and more people to hear about this amazing ministry that is Celebrate Recovery. But I'm so excited about uh, today's uh, conversation. Our guest, um, he's uh, not just one of our leaders. Uh, he is the National Social Media Coordinator, or some refer to him as the Social Media Guru. And he is that, uh, but uh, but also consider him a friend and a brother in Christ. And I'm so, so excited uh, to, uh, let me see if I don't butcher this name, Domingo. Domingo Arumbara. I don't know if I got hey. that right. <laughs> you got it right, Rodney. <laughs> okay, try to roll those R's. <laughs> but man, welcome, Domingo. Glad you're here, man. I'm excited to be here. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Well, so go ahead and introduce yourself the way you do in CR, and then we'll jump into a conversation. Absolutely. Grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I'm in recovery because I'm just a product of a dysfunctional family, and my name is Domingo. Hey, Domingo, so so glad you're here, and and, and thank you publicly. I just want to say thank you for for all that you do for this ministry. You you are um, your fingerprints are everywhere, and. And what I love is your heart. You're not worried about uh, the name being anywhere, but those fingerprints are everywhere. And so we're grateful for you. But, but man, I wanted to bring you on to kind of, uh, we talk about Celebrate Recovery and the impact of, of life change. And, and you're one of those life change stories. So, man, I'd love to kind of kick things off here. Why don't you give us kind of a, a snapshot? Where was Domingo's life in the old? Can you kind of paint a picture for us in that? Yeah, definitely. So before I came into recovery, I was what you would call those workaholics. I was always just working 13, 16 hours a day, putting work in front of the family, just in front of everything. So pretty much, you know, growing up, I guess you would say in a not poor environment, but just an environment that I really didn't have that much opportunity. I based my life and my work based off my job title and based off my work, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense, and that I, that resonates with my story as well. 
uh, workaholic, uh, workaholism and, and, um, yeah, that became my drug of choice. Um, when I got out of drugs and alcohol that I shifted my addiction to that. But so man, give us a picture just so if someone's just saying, help me understand what that means. What's the, what's the uh, chaos and the havoc look like in your life? Can you give us a picture of, um, kind of some of the indicators that would show that things are not in a healthy place for Domingo? Absolutely. So being that workaholic, you know, I struggled not only with self-image, but self-worth because with the name of Domingo, and that's also my father's name, mm-hmm. anytime an employer would reach out, one of the first questions that they always asked is if I spoke English. And my dad would always say, take care of your job, because if you don't take care of your job, somebody else would. So because of that, I created this persona who was my middle name, which is Jesus. And I went by Jesse in the workplace. Jesse was someone that never experienced fear, stress, anxiety, but but I did. But I put on that mask being called Jesse. So meaning I work different layers throughout the store. So being in store management, store leadership means I got to understand the front of the house, back of the house, started understanding different types of reportings. Being that workaholic means I started at a store that was not even five minutes away. And towards the end of my 14 year career, I was driving about an hour and a half, one way, three hours, you know, round distance just to be able to please others because I was so attractive to that title because it just, it made me feel like I had an identity and made me feel like I had a purpose. So there was times that I missed out on life opportunities. For example, for example, having five kids, my wife would ask me, can you take the day off so you can go on one of the kids' field trips? And I would purposely miss it, not because I didn't ask for it, but I was so scared of missing what was going to happen at that work that that literally that work environment was my life environment. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of fear in that I'm here and, and tell me if that's not right. But it feels like there was a lot of fear that if I don't do this, um, yeah, what is my biggest fear in that, Domingo? What what were What was some of the fears that you were struggling with if you didn't? Uh, basically run yourself on the ground and cut off any kind of personal life, et cetera. What, what was the fears coming up for you in that space? I, I had the fear that I was going to lose what I had. And then because losing what we were going to have, then I wasn't going to be able to afford to pay the bills and we were going to be on the streets. So gravitating to that fear, I would be one of the first persons in the store opening up. And then I would be one of the last persons at the store closing everything up. I would come home and have that baggage in, in just my mind, thinking about the numbers, thinking about the explanations that, that I'm going to have to have at a district, regional level. And then also, you know, preparing for the multiple uh, visits that we're having, thinking what we can do to not only stay above waters, but ultimately do what was right for the employees. So all those conversations and all the experience was always doing right for the employees, but I wasn't doing right for myself, Mm. nor was I really thinking about how much strain that was putting on my marriage and also with my family, because it got to the point where a lot of people were saying, you know, when there was, um, for example, tell me what your parents do at school days. Well, people were, you know, some of the kids would say, my parents, my parents, uh, a firefighter, my parents, uh, EMT. And then my kids were like, my dad works in retail, but we don't know what he does. Cause he's never home. Mm. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's heavy, right? I mean, just thinking about the cost, um, I'm guessing that that put a strain on your marriage, uh, on your family system, your dynamics. What, what was some of the things that, uh, what was the debris of that, that kind of that path that you were taking in that way, Domingo? So part of that path was people were telling me to get out. People were telling me that I deserve better and that I should fight for myself, but I didn't see it. Mm. So because of some of those paths, when I was asked for like different types of reportings or different types of numbers, I was all, I was all in. Mm. So that may, that means you wanted to be my friend at, at that retail because what it meant was we would either, you know, give you extra perks, extra incentives. So not only you would say drink that Kool-Aid, but to kind of keep this ship running. Mm. But behind the scenes, we were tired. We were exhausted. We knew the ship was going down, but we were fighting to try to keep everything going. So for me, those 16 hour shifts, my last shift there for Thanksgiving was like I went in 4 p.m. Thanksgiving day and I left Friday at 10 p.m. And I thought myself, this is insanity. And this was even before a, a CR lesson. <laughs> so t- telling my mom and my mom was telling me that, you know, she would just pray for for something better for me. But I really didn't see it. And yeah. I, I didn't understand it at the time. Yeah. So you're you're kind of starting to see the insanity, you know, and, and kind of that definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. But So things are kind of spinning out, you know, you've got people around you that are trying to communicate that you're starting to get a glimpse of the insanity, uh, running yourself into the ground. Codependency is a, is a thread there. I'm guessing. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so then we get through the holidays. My mom, you know, she has an overdose accident. She was prescribed opiates from a work-related. So it was a Narcan that brought her back. So she entered recovery April of 2014. And I have permission to share her story yeah. too. So that ties into my part where, you know, after Thanksgiving, I was asking the Lord to just please get me out of here, but not really knowing how to say it or where to say it, but just saying there has to be something better than this. Mm. Well, come July of August 2014, I was let go. I was let go at the company. I was let go of just, I was accused of just unethical behavior. And I was trying to plead my case, but I felt like nobody was really listening to me. Mm. So because of that, next thing you know, I'm on the 5150 hold being on being held on for suicide watch. And I'm trying to tell everybody like, Hey, this, I'm trying to prove to everybody that I'm innocent. Mm. And, um, my wife's worried about me. She did. She didn't know, you know, what to do. We reached back out. She reached out to my mom. My mom at that point was still so new into recovery, just a couple of months. And that's when she reached out to her ministry leader. And even though we were in different states, my mom's in California and I'm in Arizona, Mm. receiving a care package. And that was the, I guess you would say the game changer that really got me to think that life could be different Mm. was I received three books. One was Your First Steps to Celebrate Recovery, small little book. Mm -hmm. Second book was the Daily Devotional. And the third book was the Recovery Bible of Celebrate wow. Recovery. Wow, that's crazy. 
So yeah, pretty, pretty impactful. Domingo, as you're kind of bringing me into your story right now, um, we kind of go through this in the inventory process, identifying some of the the emotions and even some of those core beliefs that we believe in that space due to the, the wounds. Even as you're bringing me into this space, what's coming up for you right now, if you're putting some words to some of those emotions or core beliefs, what what are some of those things that that's happening inside of Domingo in that really hard season? In that season, it was not only who hurt me, but also who did I hurt? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you know, I, I did say no one would listen, but at the same time, what was my part? What was my actions? What got me to that point that I was ultimately let go? What mm. was what got me to that point that I was accused of unethical behavior? And that's where all these different emotions were kind of coming in. And that's where kind of like my head was just kind of just spinning. Yeah. And at that point, I didn't know which ones were true, which ones were, were big, not. Big jumbled mess, I'm guessing, yeah. So it almost it feels a little bit, uh, and you tell me if this doesn't land, but feeling of kind of helplessness, hopelessness, defeat, um, some of those core beliefs that if this is not working out and I'm not getting this done and nobody's believing me, you know, do I feel like a failure? I'm just trying to get a sense of kind of clear what some of those things were. What were some of those feelings and thoughts you were experiencing there? I let them down. I let my family down. I'm nothing. I'm a failure. Mm. What scared my mom is when I called her and I said, I'm sorry, mom. And I'm sorry for everything. That really scared my mom. And ultimately what, what my wife said is that I was saying stuff that just didn't make sense. And I was I was just always just shaking because I was trying to speak, but I couldn't collect the thoughts. And because of that, I would just start stuttering too. Mm, Wow. A heavy place, a heavy place for Domingo and and knowing who you are now, it just makes my heart heavy. Just thinking about what you were carrying uh, on your own. I want to take a quick break right here, here, Domingo. And when we come back, I want to kind of come to that, that breaking point Uh, You've got some books now. Somebody has gifted you, and it feels like we're about to kind of turn a corner. And I want to, when we come back, I want to, I want to kind of unpack that and and lean into that. Talking to Domingo, uh, he's our social media coordinator nationally, and and amazing story. And uh, when we come back, we'll turn the corner and and talk about his breaking point and uh, what recovery looked like and looks like today. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey friends, if you are looking for an online meeting, you need another meeting in addition to the one in your local meeting, Celebrate Recovery. We've got one online every Wednesday, 12 noon Pacific. All you got to do is go to CelebrateRecovery.com and click on that link and you can join people from all over the world in an open share online. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com and join us for an additional meeting for you and your recovery. You're not alone. Join us every Wednesday, noon Pacific. Welcome back. Talking with Domingo. And and right before the break, Domingo, we were talking about just that. uh, Even as you were talking, I could feel that heaviness in my chest thinking, man, it just seems unimaginable now knowing who you are. But that was a heavy place. 
you're feeling like you've let people down and, and your family's really concerned and scared for you and, and you know, not knowing a lot of question marks and confusion. But so you've got these three books now and kind of take me to that point now. When did when did it become too much to do on your own anymore? You know, we always talk about sometimes the, the fear of change it, uh, can be a, a big roadblock. Um, but sometimes the, the pain is a motivator and it overrides that fear of change. When did that pain become a greater motivator than the fear of change and, and, uh, your breaking point, Domingo? When I felt like I was at the end of my rope and I felt like I needed something different cause I just couldn't move forward. So at that time I had depleted my savings accounts. I was already two to three, I was about three months behind the house payments, utilities about to be cut off. So dealing with all this stuff internally and then also everything around me, just asked my mom, like, you know, I got these books. The book that really touched me at first was Your First Steps to CR because it was just this little practical, small little book. And then at the end had this little testimony that from our founder, Pastor John Baker. But then even after that, they had little, little snippets. And these little snippets were little mini monies. So even though I couldn't see the people, I could get a little glimpse of what they were experiencing. And that kind of gave me hope. So then at that point, I started reading these uh the daily devotional, and I would just read day one, day two, and they weren't categorized as day one, day two, but I would just read one page at a time. Yeah. So that got me thirsty and hungry to learn more. So then the next step was I asked my mom, like, okay, mom, I need help. You know, what can we do next? And she said, you got to go to Celebrate Recovery. And I guess you could say myself, either uh, self-worth or even call it pride, as much as I understand technology, I said, I'm not going to call them. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to say. I'm not one of those people, mom. <laughs> so the codependency inside of her through the group locator, she called four celebrate recoveries nearby. And which was cool because even though she called from outside the States, just because of being able to enter the zip code and the proximity, we found four and of the four, one landed so all my mom said is when you show up to that CR group, you know, just ask for one of the leaders. And I asked my mom, which one's one of the leaders? <laughs> and at the, she, was, she was referencing the leaders that were wearing the black polos. So she would say, anybody that's wearing a black polo is a leader, just go up to them. So I got direction from my mom and I said, okay, the codependency in her did it. And the codependency in me showed up <laughs> July 11, 2014. Wow. Do you, do you know to this day who got those three books? The, uh, yes, it was my mom's ministry leader. Her name is Marielle, uh, and I got permission to share that yeah. too. So Wow. <laughs> Marielle calls us the tri trifecta, little triangle, where she said that, you know, um, where she helped my mom, and then with my mom helping me, and then with me helping her, hmm. because where the whole trifecta is that, and I know I'm going a little bit forward, but no, good. the day the day I got baptized at the summit was the one year anniversary that her son passed away from an overdose. Mm. So she, she said that she was able to help my mom. And when she heard that I needed help and I was I entered recovery at the age of 32, 
I was just around the same age around her son. So she felt that even though she was the ministry leader at her Celebrate Recovery and she couldn't help her son who helped her launch that Celebrate Recovery, then she gave back by helping me. And then I helped her with her grief. Yeah. Wow. I, that's the first time I'm hearing that part of your story. That That's amazing, Domingo. And uh, I love that, that God didn't waste that hurt in that woman's life. And, and what a great reminder for all of us to keep helping that next person coming in the door. But amazing. So, Domingo, so so you get you find the people with the black polos your codependency got you there your mom's codependency got you there and now you know we're seeing some movement and you get in you jump into the process you jump into the small groups open share step study you would tell, tell me about that so when i walked in i heard three songs and these three songs just literally broke me because I've always been open-minded with music, but I've never really grew up listening to worship music. So the first song was God's Not Dead. And mm. I'm like, okay, I could hear that one. <laughs> the second one was by Chris Tomlin, the Who Should I Fear? And mm. and then the third one was another Chris Tomlin. I guess we really liked Chris Tomlin at the time there. <laughs> was, A little popular was, then. <laughs> <laughs> our, our our God is uh, our God is awesome. Mm. Our God is greater. So those three songs, I'm just listening and just kind of observing the large group. So when we go in the small group and everybody kind of sharing, I was that guy that probably upsets a lot of people at the beginning because the first two small first two sessions, I just said pass, not because you know I didn't want to share. I was dying to share, mm. but. The codependency inside of me could not even figure out the CR intro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just to That's even funny. say that, hearing everybody come around, I just said, you know, I pass, pass, pass. <laughs> and next thing you know. But it was up to the third Friday, and that's where my sponsor comes into play because you know, there was no one there at the time that said they struggle with with being a workaholic. So I found, you know, someone that struggled with with grief so hearing everybody else kind of you know what their her tying ups and habits made me feel not only more bolder but comfortable but it made me feel safe mm. where i wanted to open and that's where you know having those three to five minutes where you're able to share and yeah. everybody just kind of looks at you kind of just knobs their head and at the end the it's just they just say thanks for sharing. It was so <laughs> uplifting like, where I felt like that? I couldn't say, yeah, you felt like I just messed up today. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Uh, no, I messed up today. <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so counter to what our culture is, right? You, you expect people to judge you or try to fix you or be astounded by what you just shared and run away from you, but they, they stayed present and just kind of welcomed you. And and I want to make a point. I, I think it's so important, you know, the the worship. Um, just think about in the scriptures of, you know, the worshipers going ahead of the army to kind of prepare the army, right? So the worshiping actually softened that beachhead for Domingo's heart and, and thinking. And I just love that. And so just... If you're if you're in that temptation of I'm just going to go to small group, you know there is something so critical about that that general meeting and being a part of that worship. As I'm hearing Domingo share that, so so how cool is that? So you got people coming alongside you, man. And at what point did you go in on the small group journey begin step study group? When when did that come into play? I so wanted to dive in, 
and we had one, but it was closed. So then I started reaching out to all the other CRs and then they had theirs closed. <laughs> so I got, I got to go to the summit in August, came back all fired up. I didn't attend the first step study until we had one available around November, which was great because I feel like if I would have gone outside my group, I probably would have not been able to experience, you know, the brotherhood that and the relationship that I was able to build up at my local CR, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. 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 And that, that's a good encouragement, too, that sometimes you may jump in and there may not be any open step studies, but stay the course, you know, in God's timing, you'll, you'll get in there. So, Domingo, when you're in a step study, man, what what um, was there a principle that jumped out to you that uh, kind of resonated in your heart is is one of the most they're all very impactful but one that was just really uh, significant and impactful for you in that process as you kind of dove into the the roots and and diving into understanding the inventory and ultimately learning how to identify those character defects, et cetera. What was a, one that really impacted you? And we got a guest with us, don't we? <laughs> I can hear your dog. Right. We're, we're live here. Yeah, that's we, right. we got Rosita. Yeah. So the one that it's for a lot of people, but for myself, the most cleansing was the first one, the R. Mm. realize I'm not God. And I, I think the reason why that one was so impactful for me was because not only did I realize that, hey, there is a God out there, but then I started really talking about who is this God? Mm. Because this God that I was starting to hear about for the first time was a God that had grace, a God that was loving, a God that was forgiving. No one ever explained it to me before like that. It was always about the rules, regulations, and how I didn't size up to God's mm. love and mercy. Wow. So now... I I'm reading it in a book, I'm hearing it at a large group, I'm sensing it and the step studies and through writing down my answers and sharing it with my sponsors, I start to kind of see it mm. and then I start to believe it and then I start to experience new beliefs and new actions. Wow. Wow. That's so cool, man. So so you're doing the work, you know, we say in Celebrate Recovery, you know, keep coming back because it works if you work it and it won't if you don't. What you're describing is working it. We're not working at fixing it we're just working at our part in the process and jesus and the holy spirit does the rest but so man coming out on the other side um what what's some big takeaways that you learned about domingo in that space and and how does that bring change about in your life and your heart today what i learned from that whole experience was not only that god loves me god has my back but the brotherhood, sisterhood, the community that I was looking for, I found it through God's people. And growing up in a in California, Orange County, where we were just always separated and always told to live by these imaginary, you know, boundary lines. And then here we are in recovery where everyone's high-fiving each other. I, I found that and I experienced that. So because of that, I just not only do I love talking about it, but I remember how life was before God. I remember how lost and how hopeless I felt. And because of that, that where it just makes me uh, be even bolder, because I guess you would say is once I put the blinders on like a horse where I'm just running mm. straight to Jesus, 
I don't have time to look to the sites because I'm, you know, leaning on not only on my recovery, but my accountability team, my sponsors. And it's just making sure that if I'm getting off the boat, I look at Jesus and not down. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to sink, right? <laughs> it, it, exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool, man. Well, so tell me this, Domingo, there's somebody listening, and, and I love your story, and there, there, I know there's so much more you could share, but this kind of gives us a good overview of your story. Man, if somebody's listening um, and they're struggling, uh, maybe they struggle specifically with what you're talking about, with being a workaholic, codependent, or, or just whatever, what would be some encouragement that you would say from your heart to that person listening right now, Domingo? I know in CR we say keep coming back. I know in CR we say that it's more than just drugs and alcohol. But for, in my case, you know, being a product of a dysfunctional family, I started mentioning about people pleasing. So if you're thinking, you know, is this for me? Is this something that I want to dive into? Well, in the last nine years that I've been attending, I've been working on not only my fear, stress, anxiety, people pleasing, but also understanding how I struggle with abandonment issues. And because of the abandonment issues, I had daddy issues. And because of the daddy issues, I lived in a fantasy life. And because of the fantasy life, I put myself in harmful situation trying to prove myself to others. Mm. So literally these past nine years have been about unlearning who the, who the world told me to be, mm. to really understand who God's destined to be. I struggled being a Hispanic. I struggled just being in my self skin because I just did not know which space I landed on. So even in the beginning, I didn't think recovery was for, for me, but now I embrace it because what I tell everybody is, is I don't want to be identified as a group of person. I want to be identified as a God loving person. Mm. So anybody that I can speak up for and speak, up to it's i really gravitate that the ones that say bless are the peacemakers mm. for they should be comforted because i lived my life being a peacekeeper for so long and it almost led to, to suicide so if you're thinking if recovery is for you then i'm going to ask you what they told me give recovery four weeks in a row 30-day challenge and if you're not better off in those 30 days, then pick up your hurts, hangups, and habits because they're still going to be waiting for you. Mm. But think about the possibilities and the freedom and the healing that you can start experiencing and working on from those first throughout those first 30 days. That's so good, Domingo. Good stuff, man. Well said. And, and man, I just love your heart. Hey, wh where's your local Celebrate Recovery? There might be somebody that's in the Arizona area looking for a group. Where, where do you guys meet? We are located at Camelback Community Church, 7634 West Camelback Road in the beautiful city of Glendale, Arizona, 85303. We meet every Friday night starting at 6 p.m. for free fellowship and a free meal. 7 o'clock is our large group, 8 o'clock small group, and 9 o'clock is Camelback Connection. Nice. I love it. I love it. And, and uh, you will be loved well uh, by Domingo and the great volunteers there. Uh, look them up and go see them, um, and uh, you'll experience uh, that community that's needed in, in a really hard space. But, Domingo, thanks so much, man. I appreciate your heart. Thanks for giving us some time to, to hear a little bit about your testimony, brother. Thanks for letting me share, and thanks for having me. Yeah, great, grateful for, for you, brother. And, and uh, wow, I hope, I hope that blessed you guys as much as it did me. Uh, uh, just... 
never gets old hearing uh, life change stories, testimonies of, of God's grace and his mercy and, and the empowering presence of the Lord. Um, hey, if you're struggling and maybe you can relate to his story, don't face this alone. Uh, you're not designed to face this alone. We need each other. And what a beautiful community that's set up for you to face your hurts, your hangups and your habits, and even your relationships uh, that may be affected by all that stuff. Join us. Just go to CelebrateRecovery.com, find a group near you, and all you got to do is join. Hey, thanks for being with us today. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.